and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Girl Talk Podcast. I am your host, Miss Alika, and with me I have my wonderful co-host, Coach B. And this is still season two, so we are still diving into TV shows and movies from the 90s, 2000s, all of that. So this week, we are talking about Smart Guy. I loved this show. Like It was so funny to me. Plus, I love Essence Atkins. Because he's a smart guy. So it came on around the same time as Sister Sister, if you've ever seen that show. And coincidentally, it was their little brother, Taj Maori, that was smart guy. So basically, that whole family was on TV. Lit. Okay, lit. Like going where the money resides for real. Generational wealth. Yes, here for it. So what happened was TJ is the younger brother played by Taj Mari. He is, I want to say, 12, if 12. And he ends up going to the high school with his older brother and sister because he's a genius. So his brother and sister have to navigate being in high school with their younger brother and him being smarter than them, like genuinely tested out smarter than them. And I just, I can't imagine. Right, because you got to think Yvette was a senior and Marcus was a junior. And so that that gives me, give or take, 16 to 18 in your 12-year-old brothers in school with you. He's supposed to be in elementary school. And now he is invading your high school space. You know, you you create your own self in these environments. Like, you're not the you you are at school that you are at home. So, you know, you're finally exploring yourself. You know, you're doing your own thing. And then here goes your 12-year-old brother that not only you have to see at home, but now you have to see every day at school. And then for Yvette, she was their mother figure because their mom had left. Right. So I got to be your mama all day now, literally. Like, from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed because you're at my school now. And I can't let anything happen to you here because I'm here. Yeah, and like you said, as far as that mother figure goes, like, I am on mother duty 24-7 now, and now I cannot be Yvette because I have to be your mom at all times because no dad per se didn't say that I have to be your mother. But if something was to happen, then, you know, that would be an issue. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. and then let's just talk about the social aspect of him skipping all them grades. Okay. Like, what friends you got for real? Okay, so only your friends can only be your siblings' friends because nobody wants to be a friend with a 12-year-old. Imagine being 18 and you walking down the hallways with a 12-year-old. Where he going? We can't go get, we can't skip class together. We can't go to McDonald's after school. We can't ride to the football games together. You're 12. Right. You got a bedtime still, for real. Yeah, like, not the same. Two different levels. Yeah, so I feel like that's when we get into the sibling talk, like we discussed earlier. Like, that is a perfect example and a perfect reason for sibling rivalry. Because can I have my own space at all, ever, please? Because what did they ever give you that? Like, let's let's walk through this show. She really never had anything for herself. Yeah, because she had to be Marcus' mother and TJ's mother. And 
a wife to the dad, so to speak. She was often in the kitchen cooking meals. She was often the voice of reason. And those are the people who end up growing up resenting their parents and resenting their siblings because at such an early age, you were no longer allowed to be a child. You had to be a provider, a mother figure, a wife figure. Like You had to take on this role that... In your mind space, and your mind capacity, you were not ready for, but it was kind of just like thrown on you. So let me say explicitly for all of the parents that are listening, let your kids be kids as long as you can. Right. As long as they can be a child. Correct. Because once you have to take on responsibility, Parents seem to feel like because their child can handle one level of responsibility, that means let me up, like push it up or notch. Don't do your children like that because at the end of the day, they did not ask to be here. You chose for them to be here. So do your job as a parent and don't put so much pressure and responsibility on your children. They are children for only such a short amount of time. Literally, because I say again, adulting is trash. Hate it with every fiber of my being. What is it? I thought it was adulthood. Adulthood. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's trash. Yes, absolutely. Like, 10 out of 10, would not recommend it because it's so much responsibility. And it's crazy because I heard older people telling me, like, be a child while you can, be a child while you can. And that is very much true. And I wish I would have listened, like, stop trying to be so grown. And I was telling my husband the other day, like, adulthood is the most uncomfortable part of your life. Like, um, you know, you get to be a child. So from like zero to about 18, you are a child. Um, so be a child. And then from 18 to about 50, between around the time that you can start retiring-ish, depending on how you set your life up, 50 to 60, after 60 is then when you get the old heads who don't care about anything. But from 20 to 60, that's 40 years you have to be a responsible adult. Every choice is a choice that can cause a reaction. So you have to make sure you're making the right choices at all times so you don't end up in situations that you don't want to end up in. So this little boy, and I understand he's smart, but I would have put him in a gifted program more or less than to push him up five grades. I wanted to skip grades so bad when I was younger, but looking back on it now, I'm glad I didn't. First of all, I'm still socially awkward, (laughs) so I can't even imagine what that would have done to me to be skipped up that many grades. But you know... Secondly... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Secondly... I think that I don't think I would have tested enough to skip grades. One, I'm not a good test taker. Like, I stress out about tests. I, I don't like them. So even though, like, I'm smart, yeah, for sure, I don't think I would have done well on paper. Yeah, no, me either. And on top of that, like, I am, I am socially awkward, but to another extent. Like, my social, my socially awkwardness transforms into, like, a social butterfly, if that makes sense. Like, I'm interacting with everyone. Like, I'm talking, but in deep down, my anxiety is through the roof. And really, the only reason I'm talking so much is because I hate awkward silence. 
I would rather sit in the awkward side. No, I can't. I cannot. I, I, I'm not going to talk to nobody. Like, unless it's like me and one other person, I'm cool. But if we're in like a big group setting, nah. But to me, like, to me, the silence makes me think that people are looking at me and judging me. There. So it's like, if I engage them in conversation, then they don't have much to say. But if it's like awkwardly silent, then they're probably like, why do she have that on? Look at her hair. Why didn't she get her nails done? <laughs> and I do you know that is why I will not be late anywhere. Oh, I will not walk in an event late because I feel like people are watching and judging me. I my anxiety is through the roof when I am late. And speaking of walking in and judging, that is why I do not stand in lines. And people be like, "Oh, was you too good to stand in line?" No, I am not. But my anxiety will not allow me. Because if I stand in line and I feel like people can stare at me in my every move and watch me like I people watch, that sends my anxiety through the roof. If we're going to the if we're going out, I will pay to skip the line because I do not want people staring at me in this line. It drives even in college, like on Chicken Wednesday days. Everybody know HBCU had Chicken Wednesday days. I am not standing in that chicken mashed potato macaroni line because you will not get a chance to stare at me for 15 minutes because you best believe in that line you're going to be there at least 15 minutes. Who has time to be stared at? Oh, God, it sends my anxiety through the roof. And that's the thing. Well, I wonder if maybe young kids just don't have social anxiety because if we think back to smart guy, like he had no trouble talking to people. People didn't want to talk to him because I mean, you're a twelve year old. But like, but yeah, you got to think twelve year olds. Not only do they not associate anything with social anxiety, but they don't have a care in the world. Um, well, let me not say that where we are from, most twelve year olds don't have a care in the world. Like. Whatever it is, what it is, my mom and daddy are gonna do everything. Now, some, you know, some twelve year olds have seen more things in life than others. But if you're a twelve year old who lives carefree, you don't really have anything to worry about. You know, you got a home to go to. You know, you got food at home. You'll talk about about anything to anybody because at the end of the day, you don't have any worries. You know what I'm saying? You don't have any thing to be worried about you're just socially being a butterfly that's when that that was tj however if you look on the other side of town from somebody who comes from a struggling family or an abusive family or you know um a family where the parents are like mentally ill or you know use substances in any aspect now they will be the more withdrawn socially awkward kids because because one, you know, you don't want anyone to know how your life is outside of this place. You don't want to draw too much attention to yourself because you don't want it to get to the point where the school has to call your parents. Now you're in trouble. Now you're scared. So, I mean, I get the show as a whole. I like it. I understand it. But it didn't give you the true depiction of life. And I think that is where like life kind of failed us growing up because they always made everything so cookie cutter and so gullible and everything's great and wonderful. And then you hit a certain age and it's like, oh wait, it is a whole nother world out there outside of what I know and what I am used to. And at this point, I am scared. I am terrified because I didn't know the world was like this. Right. That's the thing. 
And I think that is a problem with a lot of these shows. Like, yes, they were good to watch. And yes, we we learned lessons from them, like the bullying episodes and stuff like that. But I don't really think we got, like you said, a real world view. Like for us, especially growing up where we grew up, the way we grew up, we always thought everything was going to be okay. Like everything's always going to turn out fine. Our life is basically a Disney movie. Yes. Minimal racism, you know, racism, but not like, not like racism, racism. So, you know, you got your little sidebars here or whatever, or, you know, you couldn't do certain things because of who you hung with or whatever. But with our town versus the real world, listen, listen. And I mean, I guess I can thank my parents for not exposing me to too much too early. Like they allowed me to be a child. However, a lot of things I should have learned at home that I learned from the streets or from the outside. And that's something I don't I don't agree with that. Right. A hundred percent. Because I when I went to college, I have saw some of the poorest people I've ever seen in my life. I've seen some of the hoodest people I've ever seen in my life. I've seen some of the most educated people I've ever seen in my life. And mind you, these are all black people. I um, worked with the football team, and I saw some football players who were out there getting it out of the mud, and they had to go to school to make it out. Now, where we grew up, it was nothing like that. Yes, it was. Because I know some of our football players that felt like they had to play football. But you got to think, like, our quote-unquote hood or our boys who thought that this was their only thing to do, a lot of them were not – that's not real-life hood to me. Some of the things I've seen and some of the people I've ran across, our hood is not real hood. (laughs) Like – I've seen some people who have come from nothing. And I never forget my ex-boyfriend when I was in college was like, you are so spoiled. And I was like, how? He was like, you get a new comforter set every year and new towels and rags every year. And that is spoiled and it doesn't make any sense. And I was like, everybody doesn't, everybody doesn't do that. He was like, I know people who have been sleeping on the same sheet and comforter set and using the same towels the whole four years they've been in school. And I was like, oh, wow, I, you know, I never even thought of something like that. Towels, I can see. Like, I never changed towels because I was like, for what? I have enough towels. But my confidence set, like, I don't think I even ever really thought about that. Yeah, exactly. Every year I felt different. So I need new ones. And if anything, I would prefer new sheets. I mean, I would prefer new towels and rags over a new bedroom set. But you got to think, in college, when you're living on college campuses, you are sleeping on twin-size beds. You can get a twin-size comforter for maybe $15-$20. Right. But let me not say maybe $15-$20, like, that's not hard to come by. To some people, $15-$20 extra dollars is hard to come by. So, it, excuse me if I sounded, you know, um, insensitive, but... But that's the thing, like, where we come from, like... It's really, it's really nothing. And I I know that sounds awful. And me and my dad had a conversation earlier. He was like, my plan for your life was for you to make more money than I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I wanted to tell my dad so bad, like, that is semi-unrealistic. 
but right in the times that we're living in now to get the same job my dad has now you need a four to six year degree yep plus experience on top of that and honestly a lot of people from where we're from parents work at the same place like my parent my dad works in the same job per se that both of Alika parents work in so it was an area where it wasn't it wasn't a lot of poverty like the poverty that we think is poverty has nothing on real real world poverty nothing like yeah to from our area poverty was like oh you may have to eat school lunch but okay if I don't want that I got some money in my pocket to go to the vending machine I have met people where if they don't eat what is at school they will not eat today Mm yep and it's crazy like I don't think you growing up, you really know, no. Like, I did, let's just say, I did community service, like, my entire life. But I still had, like, no real-world concept of people living in, like, legitimate Yeah. Um, like, even with my church, we, you know, we fed the homeless every, every Thanksgiving. We gave homeless people cl- clothes all through the year. You know, my mom was real big on that. I will volunteer my time and my services right now. Any chance I get, um, if I see a homeless person and if I have it, I will give them what I have. Um, you know what I'm saying? So I knew of poverty. I knew of homelessness, but I don't ever think I made the connection of like how people end up like that and how real of a situation that is. Right. So, yeah, I kind of think we grew up, like, blinded to the struggles of the real world. And like I said, in a sense, I appreciate my parents for that. And see, like, my dad, okay, my sister, she wears pants with holes in them. Like, you know, that's the style now. And my dad fussed at my sister so much for that. Like, why do you keep doing this? Like, we can't afford clothes. You trying to act like we don't, you know, we trying to act like we don't clothe you. And then it finally came out like a few years later, like, I don't want you to wear pants with holes in them because I had to wear pants with holes in them because that's all I had. I had to wear shoes with holes in them because that's all that I had. And I knew, you know, my dad was brought up with not that much money, but I didn't think it was like that. So, like, to hear it from his perspective, you know, you kind of get a little bit of understanding, but it's like... If I don't know that and I don't see that and I'm not making the connection, it doesn't register with me. Right, right, right. Ooh, we are so far off topic. Back to Smart Guy. We do this every week. <laughs> Again, that's why the show's called Not Your Average Yeah, we will take a left and a right and another left. <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah, we will. Um, let's see what else happened in Smart Guy. I'm just gonna say my favorite episode is when he got to dance with Destiny's Child. Oh, he was uh uh. That's when Destiny's Child was they was hot, but they wasn't that hot yet. So they were up and coming. Yes, sir. Cause they had a lot of people on there. They had Destiny Child. They had um Taj Mari's sisters, Tia and Tamara on there. 
Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Well, Kobe, no, Kobe Bryant was on. Um, and Moesha. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, now, don't get me wrong, Smart Guy was a great show. It, um, you know, depicted, you know, the life struggles of a child who lost a parent or the struggles of a child who was smarter than everybody else. But they lived, honestly, they lived a pretty comfortable life to say it was three of them with one parent. They had his own business. In the middle of a recession. So is this show realistic? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because there's people out there doing it. Repair, man, man, man. Oh, no, that was all that. <laughs> that was. Oh, it was, my guy. I remember he had a commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, where he was a superhero. Yes. That was, my guy. And see, it's funny because when he TJ first got to school, he was having a hard time navigating the bro code. He didn't understand the broke. And that comes with social interactions. He went from tattletale fifth grade. To high school. And it's like, you know, certain situations, yeah, you tell, but mm, most of these situations had nothing to do with you, so turn your head and keep it moving. Right. But then he turned around through a party in his daddy's house when his daddy left. Didn't they get, oh, wasn't he like an alcoholic at one point? Yeah, yes, he was. Well, let me not say alcoholic, but he was absolutely drinking. And you know what's funny? It I never forget. It was like peppermint snops or peach snops or something like that. And the only reason I remember was because before I started drinking and people were asking me what I drank, I was like, you ever had peppermint snops? <laughs> Knowing I don't know what I'm talking about. Knowing I don't know what I'm talking about. But I saw it on Smart Guy, and that's what I went with. I, I don't name. have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, girl. So, yeah, that was, you know, that was a thing. So, they did, honestly, they did pretty good. They did try to tackle a lot of common, like, childhood issues and things that they were exposed to and things of that nature. Because Disney was good for that. They were good for putting a lesson in their shows. Not so much now with the stuff they got coming on, but in the early 2000s. Yes, um, they had like sex lessons, um, gay lessons, theft lessons, alcoholic lessons. They did, okay, you're right. They did have like key points that people, children would, could and would absolutely go through. To get their point across. So, in all in all, how would you rate this show on a scale of 1 to 10? Like, you really, really enjoyed it. It taught you some life lessons in one being a schedule like I could have did without it. I'll say 7. I'm going to give it a 7. It was cool. Yeah. I liked it. That's, That's a, a good, good answer. answer. Um, like, like you said, said it taught you, you, you know, some life, life lessons. Some, some of the episodes were just funny, funny and it was meant, meant to be that, that which, which I appreciate because not every episode needs to be a life lesson. lesson. That's fair. That is like, sometimes, sometimes I, I just, just want, want to laugh. laugh. And, and that, that is strictly why I have TikTok, TikTok to laugh and look up recipes. Yeah. I started watching hair tutorials on TikTok. Listen. 
Because I need to learn how to lay my eggs. Do you know I cannot? Like, I tried the other day, and I want to get the swoop-de-swoop like everybody, and I can't get the swoop-de-swoop. I don't know why. I can't. I don't. Hair is not something I was blessed to learn how to do. I've watched a million YouTube videos. I I just can't. Yeah, I can't get jiggy with the swoopty. I don't know. And I'd be looking at other people's like, yes, queen. Yes, lay them edges. And I cannot. And I have a toothbrush for my edges and everything, and it still does not work. But speaking of hair, my hair is locking, locking, and I am feeling it. Yes, ma'am. It's the locks for me. It's the locks for me. Do you see me out there locking freely? Stiff well. Woo! Stiff well. But yeah, shout out to TikTok because those are some amazing content creators. And I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me. Not saying I have more. It is. And not saying I have more important things to do, but it's just like I don't have the time. But, hey, most of them content creators are getting paid, paid. So, hey. Do you know somebody broke down? It was a 36 million view video. Maybe I do have time. (laughs) (laughs) That creator ended up making like $200,000 a year. Off of a social media app. But you know what? Like, my sister, she kind of went viral on... Let me not say kind of. She went viral. She went viral on Twitter. And I said, how are you going to continue the momentum? And she was like, I don't know. I didn't know it was going to go viral. I said, listen, you need to post something else that is just as good within the next week so you are not forgotten about. Because if you went viral and nothing came from it, that was a waste. She went viral again for that same post. And what's crazy is people are still in her inbox today. Like, I can't believe you let the doctors convince you that your child had COVID. How could they even tell you that your child had COVID? And if they don't get out her when I when I let, let me let you understand something. My nephew is six months now. He had COVID when he was mm, mm, six weeks. So y'all are literally y'all are literally arguing about something that happened five months ago. Y'all are literally sending messages like, "You're lying. You're a liar. Who said your child had COVID? Who said breast?" Like, listen. And that's the thing about social media and going viral. People will say any and everything that they feel like they should say and be loud and wrong. Right. But I'm glad it's your sister because she is the right one for them to be laid around with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but she's been, you know, she's been pretty much humble, you know, keep her head down or whatever, you know. So she just like, I just let these people argue because it's no need for me to respond to something that I know happened. <laughs> like, y'all are going to argue me down like y'all had my baby every day. So big. So big, and yeah, shouts out to the breastfed babies. Shouts out to the breastfed moms. Listen, it's tough. Um, I did it for a year. <laughs> so yeah, 
Yeah. Then, you know, when the baby get the teeth and stuff, my son bit me one time and I said, that's it. You're getting strictly breast milk from a bottle. I will pump because the way he bit me. My goodness gracious. But yeah. So do you think, Miss Alika, that TJ had it easier? Well, you know what? Not even that. Let's go back. Marcus had a rough time with TJ being there, but I feel like his rough time was warranted. Really? I know. Yeah, I think that he, sort of like Yvette, he got pushed into that big brother role. And, like, your siblings are annoying. Like, let's just be real about it. And the one place I can go to get you away from me, you're here. And you get on my nerves here, too. Exactly. Because you're in my classes. Exactly. So that's why I said it was warranted that he felt that way. Oh, yeah. And he used to get in trouble with TJ a lot. Like that party I talked about earlier. His daddy busting the door and blame him for it. When it was- and it's like... Not only are you smarter than me, because I already know I'm dumb. Like, Marcus already knew he was dumb. And then my brainiac brother comes in. He wants to take all the attention. People looking at me like, why am I not as smart? Why, you know, why does my brother know more than me? He's trying to pull all the girls because he's cute. So it's like, I can't. Then the one thing he had was basketball. And then TJ wanted to be the mascot. Mm -hmm. So aggravating. Yeah, like, and, I ask everybody, you got a little brother? Yeah, he annoying, ain't he? Listen, boys in general are annoying. Um, At work? Oh, my God. I'd be like, come sit down. Come sit down because you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot. Just have a seat. So, yeah, boys. And I have a little boy. So it is my job and my duty to make him not annoying. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I felt bad for Marcus. People don't give Marcus enough, you know, credit or enough talk because he, he went through a lot because Yvette was at the school, but TJ and Marcus was in the same class. They had classes together. What is the actor that plays Marcus in that? Jason Weaver. I think of it. Jason Weaver. Nobody gives him enough credit. And I'm going to say it because this man is amazing. He sung for Simba in The Lion King that came out in 1992. In the Jackson 5. Okay. He did something. He's been in a lot of. Um, ATL. Absolutely. Black classic. He does not get enough credit for what he does. This man. Like, he's phenomenal. And let's just talk about the deal his mama structured for him to the fact to the point that this man is still receiving royalties from Lion, Lion to this King. Lion King did that still getting so honestly he ain't had to work another day in his life. But not only does he have Lion King under his belt, he has the Jackson Five as well as ATL. He's paid. And he's had a lot of low budget movies on Netflix. Yeah, but that's probably just out of pure pure wanting to versus needing to. Right. Because I really just be wondering, like, how did you get so slept on? Like, he's on something else, too. He's on, oh, my God, what record is it on? He's on somebody's really? album. I, yes, like, he has sung 
a lot of courses and hooks for albums. Okay, then, Jason, we will show out. Yes. Like, was it? I want to say it was an R. Kelly song, but I may be wrong. I don't know. But, like, there's one of his hooks that is, like, for real, for real famous. Oh, I can't think of it right now. But, yeah, I just feel like we should all give Jason Weaver his flowers while he's still here because he deserves way more than we give him. Jason Weaver, kisses to you and all your hard work. All right, so Miss Alika, speaking of sibling rivalry and, you know, having to grow up too fast and adulthood and all those things, since we're talking to teen girls and their parents, do you have an affirmation that they can, you know, work on for the week to get them, you know, centered with their level between immaturity and maturity? My affirmation for this week is I am who I need to be. Oh, that's a good one. One more time for the people in the bed. I am who I need to be in this time. Listen, don't rush it because I rushed it and it's a setup. Enjoy your childhood while you can. Enjoy not paying bills and being responsible for anything while you can because once it starts, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. So, yeah, reflect on that. Know that you are where you are at this moment for a reason. Reflect on those reasons um, and excel in those reasons. Yes. All right, ladies and gents. Well, you know where to find us at Not Your Average Girl Talk Pod, NYAGT Pod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook. Oh, and now you guys, if you love us and you really, really love us and support us, you can now donate to us on the Anchor app. Shouts out to Miss Alika for that. Yes, and that money goes to furthering this podcast experience because we really, really, really want to put on events for you guys, have merch, all that good stuff. Yes, we would love. So we've already been throwing out ideas about having like a small forum. So we really want to get things like that into work. So... Help us help you. (laughs) All right, you guys. Thank you. This has been another episode of Not Your Average Girl Podcast. See you when we see you. Bye.